Good morning. You ever been given a to-do list? Have you ever been given marching orders that this is what you're supposed to do? You know, what you're trying to accomplish, what you're supposed to do and get done. Marching orders. Willie Mays, the great baseball player, was once given marching orders and somebody asked him what made him such a great baseball player and Willie Mays said this, when the ball's pitched to me, I hit it and when the ball's hit to me, I catch it. It's rather a simple game. Sorry, Indian fans, remember the 54 series? I wasn't alive then. What we're set out to do, our accomplishments, our goals... Last summer, my lovely wife and I, we were in Washington at a Lewis and Clark Museum. President Thomas Jefferson gave the charge to Lewis and Clark, your objective, the Pacific Ocean. And there at the museum on the side of the wall, I read those words by Thomas Jefferson, your objective, the Pacific Ocean. And the only way you can read those words is with the Pacific Ocean in the background. It's what one set out to do. It's their mission. It's their marching orders. It's what they're called to do. So Jesus gives his church, his people, his disciples marching order. He says this. Spread the seed. Scatter the seed. Broadcast the seed. Let it fly. Some seed will fall on a path and be eaten. Some fall, seed will fall upon rocky ground. And it won't grow much and be choked to death, some seed will fall among, fall among thorns and weeds and won't grow and some will fall into good soil and produce a crop, crop a hundredfold of what was sown. That is a marching order for the church to spread the word of God, spread it, throw it out, broadcast it, blast it, let it fly. Don't worry about the results. The results belong to me. That is the marching order that our Lord gives to his church. Spread the word. Let it fly. That's our marching orders. Sometimes that can get put to the test. Being in church work many years, there's sometimes people who come to our church doors and they look for employment. Do you have any work for me to do here? I think they hope that we're going to feel somewhat sorry for them, that they're in need, they're willing to help. And so I'll give them a couple bucks. A number of years ago, a person came to our church and said, I need some work to do. I'm rather broke. And so the pastor said, well, how about if you go ahead and mow the lawn? Hand him a $20 bill, and he began to mow the church lawn. And about an hour later, we heard the lawnmower behind the church. He left it and left the lawnmower running. You see, sometimes the mission of the church gets put to the test because the church is in a place where some goes to look for employment because what's the mission in the marching order of the church to spread the word? So the next time somebody comes into the church and says, I'm looking for work, I need some work to do, I said, fine. There's a funeral on Friday, you're up. You're preaching the sermon on Sunday. <laughs> There's someone in the hospital, go visit them. Or my favorite, you get to teach 8th grade confirmation class on Wednesday night. You see, the marching order of the church is to spread the word. Sometimes that gets put to the test. Every once in a while, I think it's good for all of us to ask this question. What is it that we're trying to accomplish? What are our marching orders? Just what is it that we're trying to do to get done? 
I had a mentor pastor who lived by me, and every couple of years he asked me, Pastor Muse, what is it that you and your church are trying to accomplish? So I think it's worthwhile for us at St. John to ask ourselves, what is it that we're trying to accomplish here and now? What are our marching orders? What is our Lord calling us to do with the gifts that he has given to us? Well, of course we would say, scatter the seed. Blast the seed. Spread the seed out. Spread the seed of the Word of God. That's what he calls his church to do. But today I'd like us maybe to examine our footsteps. Maybe march just a little bit differently to a different marching order. For example, let me introduce you to Steve. Steve is a vendor at Camden Yards where the Baltimore Orioles play. Rather new stadium. He's a beer vendor. Like he sells $11 beers, you know what I mean? At Camden Yards, he's only allowed to be a beer vendor into the eighth inning for general seating and for the fifth inning, club seating. That's the rules. After the eighth inning, he's not allowed to sell any more beer. And after the fifth inning in the club section, he's not allowed to sell any more beers. So as he do, after those innings where he's serving, he takes his extra beer cans back. He takes off his stuff and he goes and he sits with the people he sells beer with. He moves around in rows and seats, always rotating, talking to the people that he sells his beer to. Now some of his co-workers say, Steve, I just don't get you. The concession stand's given out free food. It's about to close. Why don't you come enjoy a beer with us? You can count your tips. I just don't get you. You're done serving, and yet you're sitting with the people that you serve. Why is that? And Steve said to them, See, you don't understand me. I'm not in the beer business I'm in people business. I go and sit with the people that I sell my beer to. I'm in the people business. Our Lord and Savior, likewise, is also in the people business. That's what he came to accomplish it to do. Proclaiming the kingdom of God, dying and rising for the sins of the world, because Jesus is in the people business. He scatters a seed. He loves and cares for people. And he calls you and I also to be in his business. The people business. So what does the Lord do? Well, in Luke's gospel today, he sends out 72. Now, it's not an accident for number 72. 72 is a total sum of people on earth because Jesus is in the people business. He sends out his children to touch lives and he sends them out according to the Old Testament custom of always have a witness with you, two by two. And they are to be in the people business. Go, talk to people, proclaim the kingdom. And what's their message? Well, their message is peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus came to skeptics and doubters and deniers after he rose, and he said, peace be with you. I have raised from the dead and I conquer sin, death, and the devil. We begin each worship service sharing and greeting each other in the name of what? Peace. Jesus prays that we might have peace. Peace of sins forgiven. Peace in spite, in spite of our messed up lives, our sinful lives. He brings us his peace. That is our message. Jesus is in the people business. And so we receive it. There are sheep who will receive that message joyfully and willingly. There's people who say, I just love. I just love our church. I love that you baptized 
our kids. I love the Lutheran school. I love the message. I love when the pastor visits. There are people who are like sheep and receive the message with warmth and with joy. When the seed is scattered, it falls on black, deep soil. And being in the people business, there are wolves. There are people who aren't receptive to the message. A number of years ago at my previous church, we gathered Christmas gifts for children in the neighborhood. We had a bag with an invite to a party. We gave them Christmas gifts according to their age in the New Testament. And we went door to door in our neighborhood. And one of our members went up to a door and got cussed out. I don't want you here. I don't want your religion. I can't repeat what he said to them. Just yelled at the guy and slammed the door in his face. I don't want anything more to do with you and your religion. There's some people who receive the message of sheep with joy, and there are some wolves who do not receive the message warmly. They reject and mock God's messengers. But nonetheless, we are called to scatter the seed because some falls among thorns and rocks and paths and some on good soil. That's what we're called to do. See, Jesus says this. If anyone ever rejects us, it's nothing personal. Spread the seed. Those who listen to you, listen to me. Those who reject you, reject me. And those who reject me, reject the one who sent me. It's nothing personal. They're not rejecting us, they're rejecting the Lord and the Father. But nonetheless, we are called to be in the people business. Love people. Spread the word. Care for them. Door to door. I don't like going door to door. I'm not asking you to go door to door. My parents bought a house that was built in 1910, and it has a large front porch. Probably 20 and 30 people could sit there. A very large front porch that people can sit and have meals, and it was designed for cool evenings to sit outside and say hi to your neighbor. And we've had meals on that large front porch. And their back porch to the back door was maybe a couple cement slabs, and there's the back door. Now, the house that my wife and I bought in Defiance, we have a very small front door. Maybe two or three people could fit there, but a very large back deck. Y'all know what I'm saying? What's the message? You see, we don't like people coming to our doors. I don't like going door to door. We don't like when people come to our doors. And the only time I go door to door as your pastor at St. John is maybe a couple blocks around here knock on the door maybe have a gift and say, I'm Pastor Muse, I'm from that church. Something I can pray to you about. Here's a gift for your kid. We have this event. Sorry for your time. People do not like going door to door, and we don't like having people come door to door, but I don't think that's what our Lord's getting at. You see, it isn't so much going door to door now, but he sends us, and many times, God sends people to us. He does. He sends people to our church. He sends people to our school. He sends people to us in the grocery line. He sends people to us in our workplace. And it's not by accident. They are sent to us that we might be people business, be in the people business, and share the message of peace. What does our Lord and Savior say? It's a harvest. The labor is great, but the workers are few. Jesus knew that when he sent out the 72 that there are people waiting to hear that message 
And I believe in all my heart there are people in Defiance, Ohio that are waiting to hear what we have to say to them. They want to hear the message of the gospel. They want to hear the good news. They want to receive the seed. Some are sheep and some are wolves. Many times God sends people to us. We're in the people business. And what is our message? Our message is simple. Peace. I live a messed up life. I'm a sinner and Jesus forgives me. And the same is true to you. Come to our church where we're forgiven. We're not perfect. Come hear the truth. Come hear the message. We share the message of peace. We have hope in Jesus. Jesus is our hope of eternal life, of sins forgiven, of hope for every day. What's our message? This is my church home where I love people and people love me. We're cared for. And our message is a place to be loved. My previous church, Lord willing, will become something here. My previous church for Vacation Bible School, we offered meals every day of the week for all the children in our Vacation Bible School and their families and their parents came as well. And different ministries sponsored the meal. And a hundred or so many people came and they had a meal on us. And the pastors and church workers intermingled with them all and the people all got together. And the ministry groups got to see the people mingling And then we also had a local mission, an international mission. And every year there's one or two families that say, I really like what your church does. I want to be a part of it. I like what your church is doing. We're in the people business. Spreading the word. Involving people in mission and in ministry. This is our church home. I'm a sinful person and a messed up life, but Jesus redeems me. That is our message. That is scattering the seed. That is being in the people business. A place to be loved and a place to call home. And whether we're successful or not, Jesus reminds you, reminds me, your names are written in heaven. As a called, repentant, chosen believer, Jesus says, I got your back. Your name's in heaven. No one can take that away from you. Be in the people business. Scare the seed, whether there are wolves and sheep, and I got you. 24-7, I have your back. People business, scaring the seed, loving, chosen. See, this isn't a program, and this isn't a solution. But this is, it isn't a race. It's not a time trial or a sprint. It's a marathon. It's day to day. I like that saying up there. Keep on what? Keeping on. Be in the people business, scare the seed. Love, share the forgiveness and peace that we have. Or as I like to say, the main thing is to keep the main thing what? The main thing, what? People business. Scare the seed. Love, pray, involve. That's what the Lord calls us to do. He says, don't worry about the results, I'll take care of the results. Do that, be part of that joy. That you and I receive as forgiven believers. Because someone's in the people business touched us and scared the seed in our lives whether our baptism, our education, wherever. That's our hope. That's our joy. So how about this? In God's final kingdom, wolves and sheep will worship together. Jesus describes heaven as a place where the lion will lay with the lamb, the young child will play with the dangerous adler, and sheep and wolves will be forever his kingdom. People business. So how about this for a closing thought? 
Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the hope you have, the people business. Scare the seed, but do this in gentleness and respect. And all God's people say...